Well, hello and welcome to 2024, an election year. Oh, doggy. <laughs> oh, baby. It is officially an election year. 2024, it is January 2nd. We have got the Missouri legislative session starts tomorrow. The first presidential votes will be cast in 13 days. Yeah, on on January 15th, the Iowa caucus is on January 15th. So we are one day away from the legislative session. We're 13 days away from the first votes being cast in the presidential election. And we are strapping in for what promises to be a crazy 2024. And we are thankful that you are here with us. My name is Tony Colombo. My partner's name is Katie Fitzpatrick. And uh, this is Colombo and Katie. How are you? I cannot believe we are heading into a presidential year Mm -hmm. because it feels like 2020 just happened. I mean, well, I kind of take that back. 2020 felt like it lasted a lifetime. But it it feels like Joe Biden miraculously <laughs> won an election. Mm-hmm. January 6th happened. COVID, the whole nine yards was like somehow 100 years ago and two days ago. <laughs> and now we're back to square one. Now we're back to that point where it's a presidential election year. Again. Does that does that make any sense? It does. Like, now we're just right back there. there Thank is, God not in COVID. But. There is some, there is, there's been argument, there's been debate over the years. Not anything like, not anything that's like been going to change the way we do things. But kind of to your point, you know, a a Senate term, a United States Senate term is six years. Mm-hmm. So two for the House, four for the President, six for Senators. It's been said Oh, oh, by various political scholars over the years that four years is not enough time for a president because countries around the world, specifically our enemies, know that if somebody that they don't want to deal with, like a Donald Trump, somebody who's going to be hard on them and like, you know, and put in policies in place to stop their bad business that four years in, for when you're a dictator when you're putin or you're That's kim jong-un mm-hmm. and you're gonna be there for life yeah they're like whatever wait it yeah, out just wait out another just wait out a few years and you're good to go you're you, and so there's been discussion by some again not any like that we were you know this has never been like oh we're, we need to change our system and i'm not saying we do but it is an interesting point that four years does fly by. It does. And it's also crazy to think that Trump was our president for four years and now he hasn't, will be going on for four years, hasn't been our president. But it seems he's never left. He's never left. Trump is still as relevant as he was in 2016. He might be more relevant than he was in 2016. I mean, he is still here. And, and and maybe because I because I wasn't I wasn't engulfed into the flames of politics during Obama. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the way it also also was because I was in middle school. 
Were you but, really? Uh, I was definitely in high school. Definitely. A in little, 2008 little, when he was elected. I was oh, in high school. Oh my. Yeah, I was in high school. Yeah. But maybe that's the way it felt also whenever Obama, well, then there was Trump. But do you, like, yeah. Trump just has not, Trump is still relevant. Yeah. He's still the I dude. I think he's more relevant because in 2016, kind of his whole thing was he was he was an unknown. I mean, he was he was a known celebrity. He was a known personality. But as far as, like, what he would do politically was, an, was unknown because he had never held political office before. So there was a lot of things we didn't know about Donald Trump when he was elected president in 2016. Now we know all those things. Yes. I think that he's more relevant. Yes. And has more power than he did in 2016 when he was first elected president. I just feel like what you said to beginning to open up the show is just everything is so cyclical. Everything just comes right back around mm-hmm. and it's just like whoa. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. There's been a lot of growth in the last four years, but man, I cannot believe we're here where it's going to probably be Trump and Biden. Yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. As short of a time as four years is, I can't imagine four, four more years with Joe Biden seems like an eternity. It seems like a hill that cannot be climbed. Totally. Totally. (laughs) It seems like a hill that cannot be climbed. (laughs) Like there's just like no way. Yeah. I do the thing with you and Maeve all the time. Like if he's elected president, you know, Maeve will be in kindergarten or first grade or something when yes. he's still president. Yes. James, my uh, my son James will be, what, 11? Oh my gosh. When he'll still be president if, if he's elected again, which is crazy to me. That is just, that is just insane. Yeah. <sighs> It's gonna be uh it's gonna be an insane, it's gonna be a crazy year. We're gonna talk to our buddy Crane Durham. Speaking of crazy, we'll talk to our, our buddy Crane Durham here in just a few minutes as we do every Tuesday. He uh will be joining us again every Tuesday throughout the year of twenty twenty four. Looking forward to that conversation. Trying to remember because we're gonna do this thing with Crane. We started it last week. We're gonna ask him what his percentage how he's feeling that that given week, percentage chance that Donald Trump is the one on the ballot in November on the general ballot for the Republicans and Joe Biden is the um, uh, name for the Democrats. Mm-hmm. And last week we we started this game with him. And all I can remember is what he said for Biden because it was so shocking. He yeah. said 20 percent. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So an 80 percent chance that Joe Biden's not the Democrat nominee, mm-hmm. according to Crane. And because I was so caught off guard by that, I forgot to write down what he said for Trump. Yeah. I can't remember what his yeah, Trump number same. was. But I do have I do have my little sheet here that I'm gonna keep i I'm gonna keep track all year long on where Crane's uh what, what Crane's thinking every week about who's going to be the two parties nominee. And yeah, for him to have started that with a 20% for Joe Biden, I think shows you just how bad things uh, are right yeah. now for Joe and Kamala. In fact, you know what? I didn't mean to. I just gave myself the perfect segue, the perfect lead, and I didn't even do it on purpose. That's how good I am in my, yeah. what, 27th year now on the air? <laughs> At 24, right? Does that make 27 years? 1997, Goodness. right? Yeah. 1997 to 2024 is 27 20, yep. years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. <clears throat> 
Charlemagne the God said that he should not have backed the Biden ticket in 2020. This is so wonderful. Have you seen this? I did see it. It's so wonderful. A political report today that Politico interviewed Charlemagne and put out the article today. And in it, Charlemagne points out that he should not have backed the Biden-Harris ticket in 2020. And he specifically feels like Vice President Kamala Harris disappeared when they got into the White House. Charlemagne, of course, is the host of The Breakfast Club. He also told Politico that he had no plans to endorse President Biden or Kamala Harris in 2024 and that he felt burned over his endorsement in 2020. That they they burned him. They 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 didn't yeah, they, back up. They, they, and they did what he thought he was, you know, they weren't who they weren't who he thought they were. He said, quote, I've learned my lesson from doing that. Once they got in the White House, she kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. When I give people my word like, yo, man, I think we should be supporting Kamala Harris for vice president because she's going to hold it down. When we say those things and people don't see her holding it down, that causes issues. He said that he still receives backlash over his 2020 endorsement from listeners and fans of his show. He said people say, quote, damn, you told us to vote for them. Do you know how many people say that to me all the time? He said Mm. the radio host endorsed the ticket in 2020 because Biden chose Harris as his running mate. So if you remember, he endorsed the ticket, Biden and Harris, but. He specifically at the time said his endorsement was for Kamala Harris, not Joe Biden. He said, quote, I'm voting for Kamala Harris. I'll tell you that in a heartbeat. I'm not necessarily voting for Joe Biden. I'm voting for Senator Kamala Harris. That was his quote at the time in 2020. He now says that he regrets those words. Think about all of the backlash that entire show got after Joe Biden told them, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Yeah. And he missed it at the time when that interview happened. He missed it and he just kept going. But I don't because I don't think he understood the gravity. But if you watch Charlemagne the God, the the breakfast club right now, the majority of the hosts on that show claim that they are independents now. Yeah. I don't know how long that's been up. Including Charlemagne, I think. He did. He does. Now, he told Larry Elder, who went on there whenever Larry was still in the race and campaigning, Mm -hmm. he told Larry Elder and many of his other hosts and co-hosts told him the same thing, that they're independents now. I don't know, Tony, if that changed or if that was the way they felt whenever they voted for Biden and they voted for Harris or if they were Democrats and then changed to independents after they got a lot of backlash for promoting and endorsing those two. But... It's interesting to watch the dynamic of the Breakfast Club right now if you've just seen clips of them because they're not they're not necessarily promoting Democrats on that show. Mm-hmm. They sure as hell don't like Trump. Right. And they've talked about how all of them are going to get a Canadian green card or whatever the case may be to be dual citizens in Canada. Okay. Okay. Good luck. But It's interesting that that group of people who are very, very influential in the black community because of how great and successful their radio show has been 
do not claim to be Democrats. Well, and that's kind of my point. If they lose Charlemagne, they being Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, I mean, that's another, I feel like that's a big, that has a lot of impact. I think so. We've already seen Republicans and specifically Donald Trump gaining more and more support with the black vote and the Hispanic vote. And then now when you have somebody as 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 famous specifically with the black community as Charlemagne saying I regret supporting them in 2020 because they it's huge. failed because they didn't do what they said that they were going to do. They weren't they weren't who they said that they were. I mean, that's a I think that's a big deal. I and I just It's a very, we're in a moment right now, going back to us talking about 2024 and how important it is. We're in a moment right now where people are really PO'd. I mean, people are, they're PO'd off. They're PO'd off. They are not happy with this administration. And I go back to what Catherine Herridge said that we talked to Crane about last week. She said this is going to be a black swan presidential election. And if people are mad enough, I don't think they'll vote for Biden. I don't think they'll vote for Trump either. They might just write in a name or might not even show up. Well, and that's the and that's the thing that can that can be the decision maker for Trump because I think that's exactly what got him elected in 2016. It wasn't it, it wasn't the the um the huge support for a Republican candidate coming off the heels of a wildly popular Democrat in Barack Obama, it was that Hillary Clinton didn't motivate the same people to go vote as Barack did. So it wasn't, it wasn't like all these people that were Democrats under Barack Obama just suddenly became Republicans or whatever, or, you know, or, or left the Democratic Party. They just weren't as motivated to wake up early and go vote that morning or take time out of their day to go vote or make sure they made it to the ballot that day because she didn't she wasn't somebody that motivated them like like Barack Obama people were excited to support Barack Obama they were motivated to make sure that they have a plan to get to the voting to get to the voting booth that day and and with Hillary, it was just like, oh, it's not, it's, it's, you know, the, she just didn't inspire that. And that's, and that I think is what is exactly what could get Joe Biden, what probably will get Joe Biden. One of the many factors that will is that it's not like a whole bunch of people just changed parties. He just didn't, he just doesn't inspire anybody to no actively support him. I, and I, <clears throat> and I think. Trump has not brought over Democrats, but I think he's brought over independents. And he does and he does have that motivating influence on people. He does get people that maybe otherwise wouldn't get up and vote to make sure that they are active and make sure they have a plan to vote and make sure they're telling other people in their, you know, in their friend group and family to vote. You know, they. He, he inspires that type of motivation and action, just like Barack has, Obama did. I think he has. Hillary didn't, and Joe doesn't. No, and I think Trump has accomplished a goal, which is casting a wider net, not because it's Trump, but because they're going to see a different result under Trump than they would with Biden. 
So I think he's he's accomplished casting a wider net, at least with independence. Yeah. All right. We are going to continue this conversation with our buddy Crane Durham. Also, headlines of the day to get into the president of Harvard, Claudine Gay, has finally called it. Bye bye. She made it to the new year. She did. She made it and she could put on her resume that she was the president of Harvard in 2024, but only for a day because she has announced her resignation. We will talk about that. Also, um, talk about the current situation of the Republican Party. Now that the new Congress is in session, the 2024, this is without Kevin McCarthy. This is without um, Santos. George Santos. So the Republicans starting the year have an even smaller minority than they did last year. And we know how much problems that caused last year. Well, things are even worse as we start 2024 as far as that uh, majority majority is concerned in the House of Representatives. So I want to talk about that as well and much more as we continue the afternoon here with Crane Durham from NothingButTruth.com. On Colombo and Katie. For podcasts, articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Welcome back to Colombo and Katie on 1019 News Talk STL. Tony Colombo here in studio with my partner, Katie Fitzpatrick. And for the first time in this new year, this election year, we bring on our good friend, Crane Durham from NothingButTruth.com. And for the first time this year, we say, Crane, brothers don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug. Woo! We got a <laughs> hug, baby. You know it. Coming in hot. Should old acquaintance be forgotten. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so before we, even, before we even get started here, because I, for once, am really keeping track. I am keeping track. Yeah. A spreadsheet. Well, it's just my handwriting on a piece of paper. But um, we talked last week how we're going to start this new thing. Every week we're going to ask you what your percentage chance, how you're feeling that week, percentage chance that Joe Biden will be the Democrat nominee that's on the ballot in November and percentage chance that Donald Trump will will be the Republican nominee that's on the ballot in November. And all we can remember, because we talked about it all last week after you were on, how your Joe Biden prediction last week to start things off was only 20%. You only th- mm-hmm. So 80% chance that Joe Biden is not the, uh, yeah. the the presidential nominee, that we couldn't remember what you said about Trump. <laughs> 60% Six, Trump. It was okay. 60, 60%. All right. I had yeah. I had written 50 because I had just, that it was like a, a vague memory of mine. And, and Katie was, yeah. bo- uh, both of us kind of had a vague memory of 50. But okay, I, I wasn't confident. So okay, so it started with 60 and 20. Uh, before we even dive into the conversation then, since we're already there, as we start 2024, what are are your numbers still 60 and 20, or are you feeling any different for any particular reason this week? Uh, it's 20 for Biden because he's going to putter out and they're going to make a move. I think it's the only way. It'll be a health event, in my opinion, possibly, mm-hmm. uh, because if you see him, again, that speech he made, I believe in Michigan, but I'm not sure, but he was talking about black-owned businesses, and he was he, he could barely get through it. Oh, now he's 
he's not even able to remember that he loves ice cream. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the wheels are That's off. That's a shame. Okay? And yeah, the wheels are and off. He's not able, yeah, and I hear Gavin Newsom wants to provide health care for illegal aliens. Mm-hmm. That mm. seems to be a move there he's going to get a lot of attention for. Yeah. So uh, there's something there. 20% chance. Okay. 20% chance for Biden, and I'd say 65 because of the stumble and the actions by the Colorado Supreme Court and Maine okay. for Trump, which push, pushes them up to be 65%. Gotcha. So Trump picks up a little bit uh, after uh, yeah a week where, again, again it, I think now if they actually get some charges to stick that would somehow disqualify him right. for mm-hmm. the presidency, then that's a different story. But to this point... All of these charges, all of these actions taken by states like Maine and Colorado taking him off the ballot, I think it in in him getting arrested and having that mugshot, all of it. I think mm-hmm. all of it has been a net positive mm-hmm. and a and a ma- like a big net positive for Trump to this point. I think he has gained more momentum and support due to all of this than there has been any negative. Do you agree with that or or not? I think you're right on. It absolutely has. And it paints Trump into a connection with people who think this government can't be trusted and afraid of what they'll do with more power. And also the, you know, you're number one, so to speak, to the, quote, establishment uh, supporting Trump. That's that's what it shifts to. It, It strengthens the connection. Because we can all see that our institutions are not upholding what they should in the sense of justice because the blindfold has been taken off and you see this targeting and you and you couple that with a mainstream media that is unwilling to tell the truth in a society that is unwilling to stand up for girls and boys by mm-hmm. declaring there are two sexes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot here that people need to take in because we're sitting here and these problems aren't going away. All of them are impacting our, di- I mean, Ian's 90210 guy. Bam. Yes. Yes. He's getting he's getting impacted by this. Okay. Tell and me what seeing it. I saw him on, I saw, what's his name? Um, I, the, the blonde guy from 90210. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw him. I, I saw his his face on the news websites today, but I didn't. I was doing. I was g- gathering other stories. I don't know what what's the story there, Crane. What what happened? The, the story, from what I gather, is these unlicensed motor heads, bikers, or yeah, along mm-hmm. with many bikes, were harassing him and his daughter on the road on Hol- Hollywood Boulevard. And so he's getting out of the car to say, hey, don't do this. And he ends up looking at one of them and shoving him. And then all of a sudden, he's just, people are tackling or trying to tackle him and he's fighting them across the street. Mm. And he's, he's getting jumped on. And it starts with the fact that these bikes aren't even street legal, reportedly, Fox News. Right. And so they're not legal then why why are they out there in the first place but they're also the behavior of going after somebody in his car with his daughter 
I can understand exactly what he's feeling. And he's saying, hey, look, this stuff has got to stop. Yeah. This is ridiculous. And once again, we're getting mugged by reality. That's what's happening. Now, you, me, Katie, Jeff Allen, I'll throw him in, of course. We all have been seeing these problems growing and growing and growing. And some of us have been personally impacted by them. Okay? But they aren't uh, far away from us in the sense of, oh, it's just a distant issue. No, these are real issues. Everybody in this great town of St. Louis has to contend with the fact that it's not safe to go downtown. And that sucks. Yeah. Yep. And and it's and if we keep electing the same people and if we keep going back to the same idea of, oh, how we'll fix this. First and foremost, security. I've said it for 20 flipping years mm-hmm. and it needs to happen. Security. Back your cops up. Yeah. That's. That's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Nah, amen. Amen. I just watched some of the video there while you, while you were talking. Wild. It is it is, it is wild. And it is, you know what? It is once again, it, it to, to your exact point, Crane, mm-hmm. it's the lawlessness. It's the, it's the, there's not going to be any repercussions to this. And it's this mm. mob mentality. It reminds me of all of the videos of, you know, 30 to 50 people storming into a retail store and just or or a convenience store and just just, you know, right. pu- pushing over, you know, the aisles and, and stealing and just, and, you know, and, and breaking things and, you know, just in, you know, dozens at a time mm-hmm. with no care in the world about anything about being caught or anything and they're all you know the whenever there's one or two people trying to stand up to them like a store clerk or a manager or a business owner mm-hmm. or something you know they're bullied down and you know and all these people you know they have this super tough you know uh tough guy attitude yeah when they're when it's 10 against one and that's what this reminds yeah. me of like well, a bunch of superheroes flying in with their on their little mini bikes with their helmets on and it's, you know, 10 on one. And think about this. Whenever we watch a video like this and say it's reported to higher ups. It looks like Like, mascots. Yeah, let's say like mayor or someone like that. Someone higher up in leadership gets, you know, gets this information, Mm -hmm. sees this video. What are they going to do about it? Nothing. Because we have learned that when people act a certain way, we can look, Crane, back at stores and places being robbed in New York City and the managers and the owners stood up to the people robbing the store, whether it be hitting them back or Mm -hmm. shooting them for being on private property, who got in trouble? The store owners, the clerks. Yeah. And it's just like, so we're in this reverse world, Crane. And the the unsilent majority, which is starting to happen, as Paulie would say, are stepping up and they are using their phones to document it. One thing that disturbed me about Ian Zerling mm-hmm. was nobody went in to help them. Yeah. Nobody yeah. went in to help. They saw what was going on. Why wouldn't somebody come in there and help them out? Yeah. Well, that's that's I mean, that's a norm. That's a norm thing these days where I mean. We've seen videos of people getting assaulted, you know, yep. right in at the feet of someone else and you yep. don't get involved. It, it, Yeah. And always the commentary, oh, or something joking about it. Not with this particular video, but right. 
in the way of a crime being committed or somebody getting beat up. It's disgusting. It's sick and it needs to stop. Yeah. Yeah. No. And and, and I think, you know, to tie this all into the conversation about uh, about Trump and, you know, you you saying that he gained some momentum this week with the you know, with the attacks on him against uh, from the states of Colorado and Maine, I think people are just fed up with everything. They're they're yeah. they're so sick of seeing these videos, knowing that every knowing that people are getting away with it, knowing that crime mm. is going completely unpunished, knowing that that the people that are getting attacked like Donald Trump. And I'm not saying, you know, it's not it's not just Donald Trump. And I'm not even saying this is as a big uh, defense of Donald Trump. But. We see an awful lot of law enforcement going after Donald Trump. Yeah. We see charges. Mm-hmm. We see court cases. So we know we know these states and the federal government are capable of charging people and trying to hold people accountable for what they say are crimes. But we see Donald Trump in court, but we don't see any of these other people in court that are that are destroying businesses and, and looting and, and everything else. So I think people are sick of the unfairness the one-sidedness yeah. of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think that by default that goes to Donald Trump. I mean, obviously he, Donald Trump has a tremendous amount of support on his own without, without right. any of this other outside stuff. But I think with all the, uh, all, with everything else happening, you know, it just, it pushes people away from, from Biden and the, and the left and, you know, all these, these progressive Well, it, it policies. makes us lose faith in the overall system, Tony. Yeah, that's true. And that's the, Serious part. Yeah. And Bill Barr wrote a great piece in the free press on the charges against Trump and everything else and and the most recent Colorado ruling. And he's not a big fan of Trump, as you well know, but I think he makes some really good points when it comes to not only saying, hey, the Supreme Court should jump in here, it should be nine nothing, bam, and he should be on the ballot. But these charges are often stretches or if not uh, totally untethered from the actual law mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that they, they, they don't have substance. And so that's a huge part of this. And people are sitting there going, what if that were me? And Trump has done a, a job of that and a very effective job. I don't think we need that kind of messenger myself. I think he's a terribly flawed messenger. Nonetheless, we all sit back and go, well, wait a second. It seems like if you don't believe these certain things or you don't have a D by your name or you, you're, you don't have special status in the woke culture, you're going to get filleted, mm-hmm. figuratively speaking. That is Crane Durham from NothingButTruth.com. He is going to stick around. I want to shift gears and talk a little bit about, as we start this year, uh, the Republican Party nationally, uh, especially in the House of Representatives, is at a, uh, not a disadvantage, but uh, even less of an advantage, a even slighter majority than what it was dealing with in 2023 as the new Congress has officially gotten underway. No more Kevin McCarthy, no more George Santos. That means two less seats for Republicans. Just how slim is the majority and what kind of impact will that have going forward? I want to discuss that and more with Crane Durham next on Columbo and Katie. For podcasts, articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Just sneaky and smoked out. 
Welcome back to Colombo and Katie on 101.9941 News Talk STL. Crane Durham from NothingButTruth.com with us as he is every Tuesday afternoon. It is Tuesday, people. I know it doesn't feel like a Tuesday. Mike Ferguson thought it was Monday. Katie thinks it's Wednesday. <laughs> I do. I thought it I think it's Wednesday. <laughs> nobody's nobody's quite sure what day it is. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024. Your show sheet says 2023. Did you see that? Oh my gosh. It says January 2nd, that, 2023. Oh, tell me. The first time I read a show sheet in 6 months and I point, out, one, yeah, and I point yeah. out the typo. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. But I think it's going to take me forever to go to 2024. I don't yeah. know if either one of you feel that Signing way. Signing checks. Oh, my gosh. If anybody still writes checks. you still write checks? I do. Good for you. I do. So do I. Crane, you still write checks? Uh, a lot of online. A lot of online. Yeah. Mine's mostly online, too. Counting in our house. Yeah. 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 So but Christine does, too. And I write her I write her a check every time I get paid with, uh, you know, to... Yeah. Uh, to do my part balance and, it out yeah i uh yeah it'll be a while i'll be writing 23 on those checks Forever. for a couple months i think uh is yeah. usually how it works so as we kick off the new year here crane and this is something that we discussed when kevin mccarthy um actually resigned that so you know this is something that's been discussed and we knew it was going to be this way for republicans at the beginning of the year um the house republican majority is officially whittled down to three as the chamber updated its numbers after former Speaker McCarthy's departure and uh, George Santos leaving, being uh, uh, kicked out. The House gathered in a pro forma session earlier today, officially updating the number of seats held by members of Congress. McCarthy's res- resignation from Congress was effective on New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2023. But Tuesday's pro forma session was the first gavel. This morning's pro forma uh, session was the first gavel since the former speaker's resignation went into effect. While McCarthy's departure, with McCarthy's departure, the House is down to 433 members in total. House Republicans hold 220 seats, while Democrats currently control 213 with two vacancies being McCarthy's resignation and the removal of George Santos. Uh, have Republicans walking a political tightrope under new leadership, Speaker Mike Johnson, with only a three-seat majority. Johnson can only have three defectors in his party should Democrats stay together on any specific vote. Uh, There is a Democrat stepping down in February that uh, I can't remember um, exactly who it was, but there's a a Democrat congressperson who took another position, I think, at a university. Um, I think it's in New York also. Um, so they are leaving. They're leaving in February. This Democrat is. But also in February is the Santos seat special mm-hmm. election, which is being predicted to go blue. So it doesn't really get any better in the short term. Even when this one Democrat leaves, most likely they're going to pick up the George Santos seat, keeping the uh, razor thin uh, majority for the Republicans. It was it was razor thin in 2023. Also, Crane. Um, so, does this have any major impact? It being down to three right now, um, have any major impact going forward? In your opinion, I think it it demands that you sharpen the message. You get clear on what you believe and what you're putting out there. And what are the options that are given to the American people when it comes to Congress? 
And I think they've done a better job of that because I see a lot more of Chip Roy out there from the house. I think he's a good vessel. He's a good messenger. People, we're all looking for people we can trust. And so when I see some performance guy like Matt Getz, mm. Gates, or Marjorie Taylor Green, and it's a performance, I know, oh, that's performance, but is it substance and will it move the bar? Will it move the needle? And I think the issue of the border continues mm. to be a pressing national security issue as well as an economic issue. And, and, and it continues to expose sanctuary cities, Democratic-run sanctuary cities for what they are. When they get a dose of reality, they're not sanctuary cities anymore, they, or they don't want to be, and they want to blame the person who is merely taking the problem and saying, hey, you want to deal with this. You've been criticizing us. We've been at capacity for some time. Now they're saying they're over capacity. I, I wonder what capacity was in those sanctuary cities. But border towns have been over capacity for years, a decade plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 going to be it's going to be a really tedious, especially beginning of the year, to see if the Republicans. Because one thing they haven't been able to do, Crane, in the in the past, one of the biggest knocks on Republicans over you know in general has been their lack of ability to circle the wagons. Yeah, that Democrats yeah. will uh, many times sort of shut up and fall in line. For the good of the party. And I'm not saying that that's I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm not saying that's the way to go. But that is why they have been uh, more productive in the past. Do you do you see Republicans? I mean, the Matt Gates situation is a perfect example of that. You know, this is just a handful of Republicans that are super upset with the former speaker. And it's enough to, you know, fundamentally fundamentally change the entire dynamic of leadership and get the speaker kicked out. You know, just a handful of Republicans doing that. Um, perfect example of not circling the wagons. Um, and again, I'm not saying that circling the wagons is always the best way to go, but this is this is what we're faced with. Do you feel like that is going to be that that mindset may um, hinder Republicans' progress in the new year? Or do you feel like maybe they will put their differences aside for once? Well, uh, again, it, when we talk about the Democrats, mainly it's about power and whatever argument gets you that power, uh, the most power. When you mm -hmm. talk about uh, conservatives in the Republican Party, for example, you talk about liberty and freedom and uh, being tethered to the rule of law and understanding that and doing what the role of government is. And I'm not saying one's better than the other. I certainly think and know that liberty and being tethered to the constitution is far better than mere power grabs where they want to manage what kind of stove we get on of course that's an executive agency but i, I digress the only point is to corral people you got to have a very clear message and get people behind something i think johnson's approach is from what i gather and seen and very little but i i i think his approach is very one of being soft-spoken clear on message and going back and repeating that message because oftentimes the message will not change when it comes to the border this is a rule of law issue this is a national security issue and so i think being there focused on that and keeping on focus i think there's a better chance because perhaps they learned from that event with mccarthy that they cut off their nose despite their face 
Do you think Crane, after all of the um, excitement, for lack of a better word, that happened in Congress towards the end of 2023, do you think that that has any effect on the approval rating that they're going to have in 2024? Do you think that people are going to look at Congress this year and have a positive outlook? Or do you think that, I mean, I guess it's still to be determined. What are your thoughts? yeah, having an agenda is so important, and they may have, like, for example, the contract with America was the most successful, okay? And getting people on board with something like that and being able to stay on message. Mm-hmm. And even if it doesn't check all the boxes, so to speak, but here are some tangible things that are going to happen if we're elected. I think that works. Clarity is power. And I, I think 2023 shows that, hey, if we go against each other, we're, we, we have no power. And people are tired of performance, I, I believe. They want answers. They want solutions because we're out of rope. It's uh, entitlement, out of rope, or road even. Mm-hmm. With inflation, we're out, of, uh, we're out of road. We've run out. We've only been able to keep up with these things. Now they tell us it's going down. But you look at what it was to 2020 and you're still going to the grocery store, sitting there going, wait a second, Mm -hmm. I have to put things back. (laughs) Crane, we're running out of time. I wanted to uh, last thing to touch on uh, this afternoon. The Harvard president, Claudine Gay, has finally officially announced her resignation as of this afternoon. She wrote a long letter uh, on her way out the door. Um, you know, making a lot of excuses and and uh, defending herself quite a bit. But in the end, she is stepping down. Um, about 60 seconds here, my friend. What are your thoughts? Uh, did did uh, justice prevail in the end here? Well, in the way of a meritocracy, rather than being judged on the color of your skin or the box that you check, so to speak, mm-hmm. in the book, because that's not what we're about in America, right? Mm-hmm. We're not about judging by the color of one's skin or filling a box of diversity, so to speak. I think it's and more about the content at, of your character, I've heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, amen, Brother Ben. Mm-hmm. And it, the idea is this. You look at the substance, and she seems to have plagiarized. And you look at the answers, and she's no leader. So she wasn't qualified. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, it's inter- it's so funny that she's you know that she's one of them that got caught up in this in this huge controversy with the anti-Semitic remarks on Congress, and all it does is shine the spotlight on the fact that she shouldn't have been there in the first in place. That <laughs> <laughs> she had a mountain of issues so already that in her past with- that had nothing to do with it. But now this is the, but it just put a spotlight on just how not qualified for that position yeah. she was. Crane Durham. Qualified for any position in my book. Thank you so much for your first uh, meeting with us oh, here on Colombo and Katie. We look forward to a fun 2024 together, Crane. Thank you, you so much, my friend. Yes. Amen. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Crane. Of course, you can hear Crane every Tuesday afternoon here with us on Colombo and Katie. You can also follow him every day at nothingbuttruth.com and on the Nothing But Truth Facebook page. Make sure you are checking that out as well. 
Uh, there is, uh, like I said, we're only 13 days away from the Iowa caucus. Donald Trump just announced a big town hall. We'll tell you about that and an endorsement that he picked up next. Next.